This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? What is up? Good Friday. It's Robin. Well, it's just me. Well, Ryan Buckley's over there. I see him right over there. How are you? Sup? Sup, dude. Big Souk's in New Orleans, apparently. Uh, just doing New Orleansy things, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. You know, Monday's a big day around here because uh, our big CEO boss man of uh, Odyssey is coming to town. That's right. His name is David Field, and uh, man, he's a big deal. He's coming in here for a what do they call it? Like an open house? Such a big de- uh, deal that you guys get a half day essentially. Right. That's how big of a deal that dude is. Yeah. So we're doing a. You're putting together a best of? I'm doing a half of a best of to start the show. Yeah, by, the way, by the way, if anyone has requests of recent segments that they enjoyed, let mm. me know. I'd be happy to include that. I think we might run back the uh, the Bob Costas interview. That was so good oh, great. Um, that that may make an appearance. But yeah, I will run a, a best of for a couple hours, and then you guys will hop in at five and finish off the show. Yeah, so they, they want us out there schmoozing with uh, David Field and all of our clients. Lots of clients. About a big RSVP list. Yeah, well, we've got a cool new building, and it's actually kind of done now. And uh, we want to show it off. And how about the musical entertainment? Did you, you see who's playing? I did. Are you a big fan? I know one of his songs or their songs. Yeah, yeah. His, I think it's songs? just one dude. It's just a guy. His name is Vance Joy. Yeah, like a uh, pretty significant top 40 artist, right? I guess. I think so. Uh, he play. you know, he's uh, on 94.7, one of our stations. He play. They play him a lot. And he's got a good relationship with Mark Hamilton over there. And uh, He's going to strum on the guitar while everybody drinks. And uh, watches us through the glass like monkeys, basically, is what's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, that's on Monday. So Suk will be back uh, for that. Um, we do have Joey Harrington today, normal time, 5.30. That'll be fun. I think we got to talk about those shoes he's about to raffle off. Jordans, like one of one Jordans. It's pretty crazy. So that'll be at 5.30. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we have a lot of stuff to do. You know, it's, it feels different in here today because... The whirlwind that is Dave Bartu is not here. Yeah, he brought it yesterday. I've never seen him so excited in my life. And he's been in here a lot. Yeah, he years. was he was bouncing around. Dude, he, he's he got those CBD energy 
<laughs> what do you call those things? Like gummies. Gummies. Man, he must have been on a bag of those because he was <laughs> jacked, and he's jacked still today. He texts me this morning. I wake up. He goes, "Dude, nine and three. So I guess his picks. I didn't check. I'm just taking his word for it. You may know his picks. So he's got this new college basketball um, method model. Yeah, yeah. It's just efficiency model, and he put it together like on Monday. He went in, and it's been winning. It's and so ass. we took a segment at the end of our show. Well, the end of the five o'clock hour yesterday and he's like oh take uh western kentucky and utap over you know like all these weird and he went nine and three yeah and that over hit the one that uh wamser one of our buddies bet 500 bucks on yeah a couple of them uh as he was mentioning them had already started but i tried to bet all of the ones that were still available when he mentioned them and that was six bets and i went five and one <laughs> fantastic <laughs> well now he wants money so Dave, Dave well, na- naturally, yeah, Dave's like, well, wait a minute, I did so good for you. How about you pay me to be at Alan A next week or in two weeks? I guess I said, well, I don't know that that's going to go very well, but here's our sales manager's uh, phone number. So it's uh, so the ball is in his court, but uh, hopefully Dave will be out with us um, with his model, and uh, we'll be out at uh, Alan A for Fan Madness for for March Madness for the games. We're going to be out there. Uh, March 16th and 17th at the Stadium Sports Bar there. So make your plans to join us. Hopefully Dave will be there giving away some more hot picks. He basically said that he would, if if they gave him a fee to be there, which they probably won't, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, um, he would bet it all at the at the window on college games. Sounds fair. <laughs> Unless he cleans them out. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, Which I don't think is going to happen. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. usually work that way. I also don't think it really works that way that, they will pay you to come and bet at their casino. Pay yeah. pay you to come and give other people yeah. advice on how to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> or just give you money to here. Here's money to bet at our window. And I don't think it works that way, but Yeah, maybe not. I like I like the the effort. Bartu is always thinking, his wheels are always turning. Well, apparently you can build a model for anything. Yeah. He yeah. I mean, basically he just put together um, efficiency stats, right? Offensive efficiency. He, what he has essentially are these are models that s- give you an output for how many points each team is going to score on that yeah, night in that and, game, and he doesn't take into account home home court or whatever kind of you know run this team needs this or whatever it's, injuries. It's, it's all yeah. You got to look at injuries. So he he likes to he likes to say it's just it's just a um, it's a tool that you can use in your tool belt as you lay out your picks. Like, don't, it's not all, you shouldn't just go all off of that, but it could help you make choices, you know. So, so what he does is he looks at, so it spits out a number for, let's say, uh, Oregon's playing Stanford, which they are tomorrow. And it spits out a number and he says, Oregon by, well, it'd probably be Stanford, right? By three. And then if the spread is Stanford by seven, He's like, well, my numbers say uh, that should be a closer game, and he'll bet on Oregon. So he went nine and three with that yesterday on our show. So hopefully, some of you capitalized. Buck made a mint five and one. That's probably a good. That's that's wonderful. Ten G's. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of units I'm or, going with. Or twenty bucks, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a couple beers, man. At A-Lin-A. That's right. So hopefully Dave will be up there. Laura Brewing Fan Madness, March 16th and 17th, Stadium Sports Bar at A-Lin-A. And then we're uh, on the road at X-Golf, Tualatin, Vancouver, for um, Sweet 16, March 23rd and 24th. Hey, I saw something in sports that happened last night um, that I was... I'm, I'm always amazed at what gets headlines and what kind of doesn't get traction. And, of course, ESPN and 
you know, Sports Illustrated and CBS, all these main sports websites everybody goes to, they, you know, whatever headlines they put up there is generally what gets traction. I didn't see this anywhere but Bleacher Report was talking about this. But did you know that last night, so we, we just saw LeBron, Le, LeBron, LeBron pass uh, Kareem for the all-time uh, scoring leader in the NBA, right? Right. Did you know that last night the all-time NCAA scoring mark was in jeopardy? It only became kind of on my radar within the last week that it was even a possibility. And yes, I did. And I you saw knew that. I saw how ridiculously close it came to be being broken without being broken. Yeah, the guy plays at Detroit Mercy, so that's probably one uh-huh. reason why it's not a huge story. But it, I think this should be a big... St- you know, Pete Maravich is the all-time scoring leader in NCAA history with 3,667 points. And no one's really sniffed it. No. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, he played in in the 1600s. <laughs> Just about. So Antoine Davis is the guy's name, and he started... So they're in the already in their conference tournament, right? There's a, they're, Detroit Mercy's in the Horizon League. So they were in the Horizon League tournament, the quarterfinals, and they were playing Youngstown State, and uh, he needed 26 points to break... Pistol Pete's all-time scoring mark, and uh, or they needed if he didn't get that they needed to win so they get into the uh, semifinals and play another game, but uh, they lost and he scored twenty-two points, just shy. He, as a matter of fact, he had a three-pointer in the last minute to tie Pete Maravich for the all-time scoring mark, and he missed it. Yeah, he, he had a three He had a three to tie the mark in the at the end of the game and didn't get it. Oh, it was right at the end? I, or I mean, well, in the last minute, yes. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, see highlights of it. I just towards read the end. It. it wasn't like a buzzer beater, I don't believe. Crazy. Well, he didn't get it, but uh, that would have been pretty cool. As a matter of fact, well, I mean, you are in the conference tournament, and they lost 71-66, so it was a close game. But would you, if you're the other team, you're Youngstown State, would you kind of help him get it? No. You but wouldn't? Do you help him get it? Yeah, hell yeah. Especially because you're competing in this conference tournament. Like, there's, there, I'm not, you're not doing anything. In, in fact... If it were I, a blowout, though? I also think, I think that's some a motivational tool for the opposing coach to get more. Don't let this guy do this against you. You know, like, I, I think that would be the... Yeah. I don't. I can't imagine the the competitors in that would be like, yeah, let's let's see him get the record. Like it's like, does the pitcher want to give up the record breaking well, homer? Probably not. He'd rather strike him out and see the next guy do it. That's fair. But if it were a blowout, I think I might let let him. Yeah. Uh, you know, let him. Uh... The other uh, nugget that I saw about it though is that uh, that he played in sixty more games than Maravich. Um, so oh, okay. so so Mar- Maravich's record even that much more impressive. Well, and no three pointer, right? Correct for Pistol Pete. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so, and I think another reason why that record is probably not as coveted is because, you know, the best players don't stay in college for more than a oh, year. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it's... Uh, so it, now it's like compiling. Yeah, but it's still, like, if, if you're that good, why are you still there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there's a lot of points, man. I mean, yeah. that's a big record. So, um, Antoine Davis, rest in peace. He did not get it. Uh, Pistol Pete, still the all-time scoring leader in NCAA, at least Division One. Um, history. All right, let's get our poll question in. Uh, that pertains to Phil Knight. It's just a little funsy question, funsy Friday question, but um, more news on Pac-12 realignment and college football realignment today. And so I want to start there um, with, with that story. And so that will be next. Thanks for being with us here on a Friday. It is 312 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, before I get to poll questions, a couple follow-ups. Someone asking uh, how we felt about Dave's CBD melatonin gummies that he handed out to us yesterday. These are not on his website hempforpros.com uh, these are experimental at least not fully vetted yet uh, so he gave some to both Buck and I and uh, I did take one before I slept last night did you? I did not I had uh, I had wine when I got home last night and so I didn't want to put those two things together without knowing what this was going to be like by itself gotcha well I can say that I slept uh, I slept harder okay yeah I deeper think I slept harder and deeper yeah did you I, feel more no, refreshed? not today I feel about the same but I'm going to, I'm a, you know, it's just one night. Yeah. I'm going to keep going on this stuff. So yeah, he's got those, he mixes CBD with like all kinds of different things. And one of the things is melatonin mm-hmm. and he thinks it, it's like ignites it. it. In, yeah. It enhances it. I don't normally take melatonin. So, uh, anyway, that was kind of cool. I'm uh, going to give that a whirl tonight. Yeah. Do it. Pistol Pete follow up. You know, somebody mentioned, uh, they, they said, um, didn't. Pistol Pete leave LSU before graduating, and he did not. But I think what that person is referring to, and I had to go look this up, but we were talking about Pete Maravich's uh, all-time Division One scoring record was in jeopardy last night. The guy fell four points short. But Maravich, fun fact, so he didn't have the three-point line, right? You have that. Also, remember, the shot clock had not yet been instituted, so those things could keep his point total down. Um, the third thing is... When he was a freshman, at that time, you could not play varsity. You had to play on the freshman team. Oh, interesting. So his numbers uh, for it, for the first season he was at LSU did not count towards his scoring record. This dude... Oh. Yeah, and he was just dominating the, on the freshman team. He put up 50 points in his first game. So his 3,667 points, I think it was, was without the three-point line, no shot clock, and his first full season was not eligible for that. Uh, you know, to be counted towards that stat. Wild. Yeah. And he's still the leader. I mean, <laughs> That's it's crazy. He averaged, dude, that guy averaged 44 points a game. I, it's insane. Every year he it's was insane. there. It's insane. Yeah. He doesn't get enough love. No. Guy. Pistol Pete. But I get it. Like, I never saw him play. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just know of him. 
Yeah, I saw when I was a kid. I saw a movie called The Pistol that was really cool, and he uh, spun a basketball on his finger for an hour in the movie. It was like some urban legend that he had actually. Is that right? Yeah, he can do that. Huh? I think I, people I can do that. Yeah, I think so. You know what I saw about him? I think it was him that he was the one that used to practice shooting into a hula hoop. Did you ever read that? No. About him? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, he would practice shooting into a hula hoop because it just made him feel like the bucket was bigger. Interesting. You know? Huh. Now I've heard of I've heard of like uh, I heard Jason Kidd doing like the opposite. I heard that he like for an entire summer dribbled a racquetball around like a super ah, small ball because yeah. it, it was harder to control. Right. And then when he put the big ball back in his hand, it was like wow, this is easy. It's like the mini cups for golf. You ever been on a putting green? That oh has yeah, the yeah. Small cup. Uh huh. That's really nice. Get, yep. get you focused on the you know aim small, miss small sort, yeah. sort of thing. Um. All right. Trying to pull up the combine here, but I'm having. No luck. Connection error, which I'm I'm fine with because I think it's DBs and uh, isn't it special teams today? I think that's right. It's definitely DBs. I'm not sure what the other position group is. Do the do the punters and kickers actually run 40s and stuff? I think they have. <laughs> really? Does Sebastian Janikowski have a 40 video out there? I don't know that he ran one. I, I think he did. I think he did the lifting though because he thought that was going to be impressive. Like I think I think he did the bench. All right. Well, he was probably pretty strong, but. Kind of fat. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our poll question. Okay, at 1080thefan, it is on Twitter. Uh, As always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today we're asking you, what would you most like to see Phil Knight do for Northwest Sports if he could? Three options. uh, Bring Major League Baseball to Portland, buy the Blazers, or get Oregon to the Big Ten. Uh, log on and vote. Wait, I just remembered I haven't put it up yet. So now I'm going to put it up. And then you're going to be able to log on and vote. Uh, By the way, while you do that, the fan. I'm reading that there are exactly two specialists who have run the 40 this year. Uh, they are a punter and a long snapper. The punter out of Oklahoma, Michael Turk, ran a 4-8-40. Four, 4-8, eight, four, eight. okay. Why would they run? I don't know. Just to, to Maybe to prove to teams that they're a decent athlete? Uh, more than just yeah. swinging their leg? I don't know. Like if they... Have kicks block, they can <laughs> chase, chase the guy somebody down. down. <laughs> or like, hey, I could roll out and throw a pass for you too, or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'd like to see him run though. That's kind of funny. Like the I... long snapper ran a five point oh six forty. I don't think that right. did what he wanted it to. Well, as long as he can long snap, I guess. I don't know. Um, all right. So, what would you most like to see Phil Knight do for Northwest Sports if he could? I'm guessing. Uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting question. Uh, I'm guessing it will be between the Blazers and MLB, but I don't know. I don't know, and I'll ask Joey this question later when he comes on. For me, it would be bring MLB to Portland. That's uh, that's a no-brainer for me. But I, you know, I think civic duty-wise, buying the Blazers is probably the best. It's a really, it's a really tough <clears throat> scenario because all three of them have like merit and virtue. Like he, he is Mister Oregon, so doing something for the Ducks would kind of seem to be in line with his priorities. But as we've talked about recently on this show, like ownership matters so much in sports to the success of a franchise and to get him his, his ownership on the Blazers would be huge for the city, for the fans, for the franchise. It would be monstrous. But then, I mean, you talk about what you could do for the whole city. I think obviously the Blazers are so beloved, but the new energy, new business and stuff you could inject with a, bringing a ballpark, bringing a baseball team, make it a two-sport, a major two-sports town. I know you got Timbers and Thorns too, but uh, get another one of the major sports off the table or, or checked off. It's There's a lot to like about all the scenarios. I know. 
Well, it probably depends on what you're a fan of. Yeah, that, big time. But at the same time, you know, there's it's kind of interesting that he kind of has a hand in all three. I mean, he's certainly probably working behind the scenes to get Oregon somewhere, I would imagine. And he's already, I mean, it's already come out that he uh, put together a bid to buy the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And then on the MLB thing, I, I thought that there was something not too long ago where he was dabbling in that. I, I remember that somebody told me once a long time ago that when the your Giants, your San Francisco Giants, were first... Um, Looking at moving from the Bay. Back at, uh, way back. This was when they were going to maybe go to Tampa? I don't know what year that would be, but maybe. I don't know. I, I want to say that this was like 90, somewhere around there. Yeah, he was. He wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I guess he kind of was sniffing around that and bringing them up here. And um, apparently, you know, just dealing with Portland and the political, you know, side of things sort of soured him on that. They didn't get it, and he's just kind of like, all right, I, I got better things to do. Yeah. So, it, and it is an uphill putt here, as the MLB to Portland group knows uh, very well. But I, I thought that there was something recently that he came out and, and was interested in helping in that regard. I, I don't remember. But, but for me, it would be a, an easy answer. MLB to Portland. So vote. What would you most like to see Phil Knight do for Northwest Sports if he could bring Major League Baseball to Portland Buy the Blazers or get Oregon to the Big Ten. Vote, vote hard. Uh, we do have news today. You know, the the very guy that we had on yesterday, or was that two days ago? It was two days ago. The CBS sports guy, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce again. Uh, Shahan Jayaraja. That guy. Yeah. He had an article today mm-hmm. in CBS Sports saying that the Big 12 has contacted the four Pac-12 corner schools again uh-huh. as Pac-12 media uh, rights negotiations flounder. So <clears throat> that the four corner schools are Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and uh, Utah. So the Big 12 is sniffing around again, mm-hmm. and it's not looking good for the Pac-12, of course, because all the major networks are, are already pretty much out of the media rights negotiations. So uh, apparently, you know, this month, it says in that article, you know, we just flipped the script on February. Now we're in March. By the end of this month, you know, three to four weeks, we're going to have an answer as to if the Pac-12 even exists. Something's going to be in place. It has to be, or yeah. it's falling apart. Yeah, and I, you know, so many elements of, of uh, conference realignment on the surface don't really make sense. You know, we had Bartu in here yesterday, and I was asking him about realignment, and he was like, dude, how could you possibly predict any of that? He goes... And he's right. If you think about it, pretty much anything that's happened, no one saw coming. No one predicted how it's gone down. And that will probably be the case this time. So this idea that Oregon and Washington just going to end up in the Big Ten, which is what I thought all along, you know, that hasn't happened. And it also doesn't seem like there's really an avenue for that to happen, at least right now. But it's just so many of these things don't really make sense. The first thing, and I've stated this before, but I don't really understand why schools who are in large markets, but they have small or insignificant followings, much like UCLA, are coveted. I know SMU is another one of these where the Pac-12 is sniffing around them. I, I mean, I get that they're, that they're in L.A. and Dallas, but why are they so important if no one goes to their games and no one watches them? Yeah. That, that, that I don't understand. Yeah, that, that's a tougher one, too. I mean... There, there's something like uh, it feels like. Well, at the point that they're good again, then that would be huge because they're in L.A. But like, it's yeah. it's this weird supposed scenario that I don't totally understand. Yeah, I guess it's the potential. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Another one is why would any school or league 
care at this point about being blamed for breaking up the Pac-12. They shouldn't. No one should. Yeah, like that that was in this guy's article today. People have already bailed on Yeah. You, you know, right. if you're going to blame anyone, it's the two schools that have already gone. 100%. And this this guy was talking today about how one of the the, the drawbacks or the the holdups with the four corner schools is they don't want to be seen as ripping apart the back the Pac-12, right? Well, or, or the Big do... 12 doesn't want to be seen as ripping apart the Pac-12. I don't know why that's a thing. Because at this point in time, people got to start looking out for themselves. Exactly. These schools do, you know? Right. I mean, so, yeah. You, I mean, you heard that the Big Ten didn't want to carry that burden. You hear only the only thing holding the four corner, school, uh, four corner schools back is that. And like you said, what killed the Pac-12, if you want to blame, blame anybody, if should it die, is USC and UCLA. Them leaving. Not freaking Arizona State and Colorado. Right. Who cares? So as the Oklahomas and the Texases... And the SECs and the USCs are just ruthless. Why is there this conscience in everybody else? I don't get that. That's another thing I don't understand. Um, so if I'm Oregon, I am looking out for me. 100% yeah. me. And that leads us to another element that doesn't make sense. And that is, if the Big 12 is looking to raid the Pac-12 and get Colorado and Arizona and Arizona State and uh, Utah, why are they not looking at Oregon and Washington? That, and that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me because... At this point in time, like conferences have said they want to be in multiple time zones. So, like geographically, it's not important that you get the schools that are closest to you. You should want the schools yeah. that move the needle most from a ratings and money standpoint. And it's not those four schools. Yeah, it's very that one's weird. Um, so, uh, maybe we'll get an answer to that. Maybe we won't. But it, 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 what, well, what we'll else? get something in the next three to four weeks. I hope so. I hope it's good. But you know, on that note, another thing that really. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just sort of luck. It's just kind of a crapshoot. Is how these really bad schools end up falling up. Like the next one, by the way, with this story that we're talking about here, is Colorado. I mean, are you kidding me? They they pissed off the Big 12 yeah. by leaving. Yep. They absolutely suck in the Pac-12 to the point the league wants to get rid of them. Uh-huh. Or they're they're having buyer's remorse for, 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 for leaving. Can't keep a head coach because yeah. they can't win any games. And then they find then they find then Deion Sanders they wanders did get, in the building. Yeah, they got Deion. That was good. And so maybe they're talk, on the talk about failing up. They they had yeah. to be so bad as a power five that they could give him the job. Yeah, but even so, like they even I mean, they're still crappy. Like, Deion Sanders hasn't coached a game yet. No, they're not going to be good. They could very easily find their way back to the new and improved Big 12 and be on better footing. And it's like, that's frustrating. Meanwhile, Oregon State and Washington State just sit with no chess pieces. Like, they have no, they have nothing. Like, nope. they're just sitting there, like, hoping. Rutgers, right place, right time. You know, that is the worst program ever, one of them. They suck. They're awful. Oregon should be able to play them for their spot in the Big Ten. And somehow they're sitting pretty, getting paid in the Big Ten. So that's another thing about this whole conference realignment is really lucky for some of these and no one will burn the teams that got in the door first you know like they're like they're right as much as it would make sense to bounce a rutgers and i don't i don't know someone else for an oregon and a washington that's never gonna happen i tell you what i think that could be coming and i'm you think so well i've said all along and again back to dave's point none of this is predictable well i don't so this is probably wrong but I don't see why it wouldn't eventually come. Let's look at the ACC, for example. This is a great example. The ACC is locked into a long, really crappy TV deal, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. we'll talk about this next, but because I, I have some 
some of the numbers on this. The ACC deal is awful. I don't know why that commissioner is not getting dragged through the mud for signing that deal. Yeah. Because they're only going to make, uh, it's like $17 million per school through through 2036. And Florida State and Clemson both came out and said, this isn't working. This is not going to work. Yeah. Th- right? th- those schools think they should be earning a whole hell more. of a lot more. Yeah. So it's already sort of started that the bigger schools that, that carry more of the weight are saying, hey, we either uh, get more of the of uh, a cut of the pie here, or we cut some of this fat out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that some of the conference realignment, once all the stuff out west is figured out, these conferences sort of consolidate even in a way. Optimize and, themselves, yeah, kind of. Like, 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 could you... I don't know who the two least sort of um, uh, revenue-driven programs are in the ACC. Um I wouldn't know that, but whoever they are, could you replace them with Oregon and Washington? Or uh, is it a situation where all these, you know, all these schools, because it's, um, you know, they're bigger relationships and academics and everything, they really wouldn't go down this road of, I mean, they're, they're pissing, everybody's pissing in everybody else's pot. And yet there's this other side of it where it's like, well, we have to be careful and we don't want to, you know, we don't want to break up this conference or we don't want to kick these teams out. Why? Like, it's dog-eat-dog, but... So maybe it wouldn't happen. Uh, Georgia Tech and Wake Forest would be your bottom two okay. in the ACC. Boot them and add Oregon and Washington. How are you not making more money if you, you're the ACC? You should be. Right? Yeah. Or or whomever. I don't know. Or maybe Florida State and Clemson uh, end up moving to the SEC. But that, that's a little more complicated because of their their deal runs through 2036. It's going to be a while. So anyway, um, it's just a weird time. Conference realignment is weird. But today it was uh, reported that the Big 12 is sniffing around Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. And wouldn't that be ironic that if if the Pac-12 blows up and no, you know, look, let's 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 be fair. I don't know that even that would blow up the Pac-12. Do you? If they went to the Big 12, I mean, you, you at that point in time, you would need to scramble to get some new members. You need Otherwise, to add it's six, a totally right? not recognizable conference. You could add four or six, but you still have your your Oregon and Washington bell cows. You would, but you would at that point have half of your twelve gone. Yeah, but you, you I mean, you know, you've got Boise State, you've got mm-hmm. SMU, you've got uh, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego State, you've got Fresno State. I mean, they could put together a conference. Like, yeah, they, they, they could put together a conference. Yeah. But I, I don't know that. I, I mean, the Pac-12 as we know it would change. It's just interesting to me that Colorado and Utah, the two schools that weren't even in the league where, whenever it was, 12, 15 years ago, <laughs> they're the ones, them and the stupid Arizona schools who nobody's ever cared about are no. the ones that could rip it apart. Why them? It is. Uh, it's just a weird. It's bizarre. Weird deal. Um, all right. Vote on our poll question at 1080 The Fan. I did get it up there. See, I can do two things at once. I did that while uh, while we were talking here. Up next, Isaac walks and chews bubblegum. That's right. Um, so that's on uh, on the tweets. Vote, vote hard. All right, more on this coming up next. I have some um, some TV numbers. It is 3.34. Here's Buck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We have a new uh, text line, 503-8646-FAN-8646-326. Somebody somebody said, Degenerate Gambler here, can you bet on the Combine? (laughs) I do believe you can. Good question. I don't know. I think you can. I will look into it, but I'm pretty sure. DraftKings? They, I I think so. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure they do like a, will anyone run a sub whatever this? Will anybody bench Uh, more than da-da-da? And then I think for some of the top prospects, they will do individual things. Like, I don't think you can go and get a line on anybody's 40-yard dash, but I think there are some things like that out there. Okay. (laughs) There's your answer, degenerate gambler, sir. Uh, Here is a text that says, as a Beavers fan, this continuous break up the Pac-12 talk just sounds like people discussing how they want to whack you, but in a public forum. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it does cool. sound like that. Yeah. No one ever, poor Beavers, Cougars, you know, like no one. That sucks for them. Yeah. Like real bad. But I just to give them hope, and I don't I don't see this path yet, but who saw who saw the Big 12, you know, sort of digging out of the of the smoldering crater that that league was after the Oklahoma Texas news, right? Like most people were talking about how oh, Big 12 is going to it's it's done. Well, it's not done. As a matter of fact, it's strengthening while the Pac-12 is now uh, appearing done. So I'll, I'll give you this, Beaver fan or a Coog fan or any, you know, I'm a Kansas fan. I feel a little weird about all this. It's like, um, or Kansas State or whomever, if the Big 12 were to were to disband. Um, we just mentioned it last segment. Colorado somehow is going to find its way into a better place. Rutgers found its way into a better place. It's just a weird set of circumstances and kind of random for some of these schools. Who knows? Look, the Beavers could be competing in the SEC in five years. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's really interesting because... Well, they I, won't be, but I'm just... You you know my point. You right, but point. you talk about the way some of these schools are positioned and, and getting positioned <clears throat> at the right time to just be in the ultimate spot to reap these benefits, but not really having to, to do anything to, to earn or maintain that spot. But I, I wonder if there is a reckoning coming at some point, like you referenced last segment, where... I don't know that you'd call it relegation, but like if you know, if certain schools aren't carrying their weight, like you're gonna have to find another spot. Bye. And I I don't know contractually how all that works or what the kind of leash or grace period would be for something like that. But you, you got to imagine that all these conferences want the best product possible at this point. Yeah, I mean, it certainly could trim some fat, add some other schools that are floating out there. Uh, here's another text that says, "Isn't what Clemson and Florida State are saying exactly why USC and UCLA are leaving?" Yet everyone's mad about it. Yeah, that's no, that's right. They're actually just voicing it. Yeah. And the reason they're voicing it and not just doing something about it, uh, you know, behind the the curtain at midnight, like 
Oklahoma and Texas did and USC and UCLA did is because the ACC locked them. They signed off on that stupid ACC TV deal that runs through 2036. Their media rights deal is really bad. It's horrible. So they signed a deal a couple of years ago with ESPN and ABC. So they are on, on two major networks. But it's only, according to these numbers, it's only $17 million per school. Now, th- I got this these numbers from Dennis Dodd, who got a screen grab of what one Florida State, I don't know if it was a booster or, or somebody at Florida State, was presenting this to the the people at Florida State okay. about you know the problems of the ACC. This is it's a it's a direct screen grab of what they were talking about and what they were using in the meeting of Florida State officials. So it says that uh, just just in case you don't know the numbers, the Big Ten. This, these are the current media rights deals for the leagues. The Big Ten is on top. They are on CBS, Fox, and NBC. They just signed it. It's through 2030, and they will get $67 million per school. The SEC is on ESPN, ABC. Uh, they are through 2034, and according to this slide, they will get $51 million per school. And I do believe that is after adding Oklahoma and Texas, which is why that feels lower than we thought. Okay, yeah. Uh, The Big 12 is next. Believe it or not, the Big 12 is next. ESPN, ABC, and Fox, their deal, which, again, they just just got it, uh, it runs through 2031, and they will get $32 per school, which at the time looked low. Now, you're kind of looking at that going, the Pac-12 would do cartwheels for that. Yes, they would. So then you have the ACC, and they signed a long one. They're through 2036 on ESPN and ABC at only $17 million per school. And then the Pac-12's current deal, which they are negotiating now, this one runs through 2024. So this is the one they're looking to negotiate now. But it's ESPN, ABC, Fox, and they get $20 million per school. And the scuttlebutt out there is that uh, the new media rights negotiations uh, will bring them less than that $20 million per school. Because uh, all of the other networks, all their pro, I mean, they've already signed deals with uh, the other leagues. They don't, there's there's really no, no incent- There's no incentive for them to go over that. Right. And the Pac 12 doesn't have a lot of great games outside of the, the upper echelon. And there aren't many other places for them to go. Exactly. So they're going to probably go into streaming, and streaming's losing money. Most of those streaming services are losing money, and they're not, they're not throwing out money hand over fist to try to get sports. You know, Am, um, Amazon got Thursday night football in the NFL, but that's one game a week. You know, so so the Pac-12 is in a real um, in a real pickle, and that guy's right. What Clemson and Florida State are saying is like this kind of sucks, and so the the reason I think they're squawking out in the public is because there's nothing they can do about it right now. You know, like USC and UCLA had options behind closed doors. Florida State and Clemson don't because there is a grant of rights. Uh, hanging over the ACC where those schools would lose their media rights for several years, even if they went and played somewhere else. And I think they were saying the Florida state guy was, was uh, in that meeting saying it would cost them $120 million over four years. So 30 million a year to leave the ACC. And you know, the SEC may be looking to add, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but you would think the SEC would strengthen if it added Clemson and Florida state there. I mean, they're, they're so top heavy and weak with the rest of the conference. It's just, I mean, as Which, a, from, ACC, from, from a football, yeah, from a football yeah. standpoint, it's just there's not or the ACC upgrades and you know get some West Coast. Well, schools that, that's or... that's what I'm saying. I mean, if if 
if you have an opportunity to combine some powers to make a more attractive uh, conference, that's that's what you should be doing, I think. Yeah, and it, but again, their TV deal is running through twenty thirty six. I don't even know how they would do anything. It's it's almost like they're just stuck. ACC. And, you know, this guy's right. The entire idea of a conference is gross. It's so political and money-driven. Just get, get rid of them all. Well, I start, I'm starting to feel that way, too, my friend. Um, this whole thing needs a seismic model shift, but unfortunately, it's not going to work that way. This is a, It's kind of, you know, death by a thousand cuts, and here we, we're, we all see where it's headed, but it's going to take a while to get there. So will the Pac-12 be going away? It sure feels doomed, but what's ironic is... The Pac-12 hasn't been this strong in years. I know. It's so good. There, There's parity at the top. Several good, very nationally competitive teams. Well, and your schools that have traditionally, are, are traditionally supposed to be good are. You know, you, your, your USC, your Oregon, your Washington, like those have been powerhouses in the conference before they are back on the doorstep of being that again. And then beyond that, everyone else is competitive with the exception of maybe a couple of the bottom teams. Yeah. I saw a stat that said 10 of the 12... Uh, Pac-12 schools finished in the top 50 in composite recruiting rankings, which is the second best ever for the league. Wow. So they're recruiting well. They have good coaches. They have good quarterbacks coming back. I mean, the league is going to be really good next year, really dynamic. And that's the irony of this is that it may not even be... I mean, I don't know. If, if like, the four corner schools go to the Big 12 and the Pac-12 doesn't get anything for a media rights deal, what happens? Like, do we just... You have a conference of six. What do you do? What is it? Well, they don't leave right away, right? So, that, so well, yeah, we, I guess not. Yeah, we have a dead, a, a dead man walking a Pac-12 lame duck conference for two years, and it's going to be exciting. Which is it's just the whole thing's it's yeah, bizarre. It's after. All right, uh, I've got some audio I want to play. This is leftover audio. It's a, a quarterback talking about what it's like to play Georgia. Dan Lanning's old defense from twenty twenty one. Uh, we'll get that in as it pertains to the NFL Combine coming up. And is a faster pace good for baseball? Uh, we will get to that. It is three forty eight. On the fan. All right, little uh, palate cleanser here. I saw this clip of Jordan Yates, who was a quarterback at Georgia Tech, and he was t- he was talking about playing Georgia. Now, of course, Georgia has won back-to-back championships in football. The first one was, of course, Dan Lanning as their defensive coordinator in 2021. And here is what um, here is what Jordan Yates said. It's about two minutes of him talking about playing that Georgia defense. I hate Georgia with all my heart, so it pains me to talk about it, but I'm just tell you how it went. So everybody knows how good this defense was. I think they had five first-round picks or something like that. Um, hadn't allowed over, like, 12 points a game. I don't know, something crazy like that. So beginning of each game week, you always, like, meet with your coaches and have, like, a big unit meeting with the whole offense talking about your opponent who you're about to play. Basically like a PowerPoint presentation type of thing. One of our assistants goes up there, and he's just, like, talking about him. He's like, yeah, they have a really fast defense, um, you know, big D-line, uh, linebacks are pretty fast, blah, blah, blah. Then another coach who's also in the meeting, like, sitting down is like, nah, F that. Tell him how it is, Mike. Tell him how it really is. So my dog, Mike, he just kind of pauses, and he's like, well, statistically, this is the best college football defense ever. Um, they're averaging about 12 points a game, and they haven't given up a rushing touchdown all season. We're just all looking at him like, he got the point across. Like, if we didn't know who we were playing, like, we understood how good they were supposed to be after that. So, anyways, we get to the game. There's me. Um, and the best way I can describe playing against that defense is, like, the field was smaller playing against them. Like, they were so big and so fast that it felt like we were literally playing on, like, not a 53-and-a-half-yard field or for the width, but, like, it felt like the field was probably, like, 30, 30 yards wide. 
Like when you're growing up and you're playing in the street in front of your house, like you can't really go side to side. All you can do is kind of go forward. That's what it felt like. <laughs> like you can see right here, I had this little five yard run on second four. Like I got up, I thought I was him really. Like, like because they were so fast, like so quick side to side, like getting those five yards was tough. Like that was a, that was a big accomplishment in that game. <laughs> but yeah, basically how the rest of the game went, I mean, I was getting sacked a bunch. We were, weren't really getting anything going. Um, you can see right here, like I basically just slid because I had been hit so many times already in that game. I actually finished the game with concussion. Um, yeah, see, look right here. Yep, I'm just going to go down. <laughs> really, at one point in the game, this is like the <laughs> weirdest trash talk up. I've ever heard in, in my life. I want to say it was number 88, the dude that like did the this thing. Yeah, this thing right here. Is that he Carter? like said the weird, strangest thing is. to me. He was like, he looked at me, he's like, y'all are so unprepared. I was like, y'all are so unprepared. Like all the things he could have said at this point in the game was like 45-0. He's like, y'all are so unprepared. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, Y'all just don't know what's like going on. And I was like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. It's so honest. So that's Jordan Yates of Georgia Tech. Yeah, the field was smaller. That's an interesting viewpoint. And what an, an I think an, an analogy that we can kind of identify with. Like, I remember like, you remember like playing in the street growing up, any sport really, but like, yeah. you know, cars being on the side and like, you can't really operate that well yeah. because of how narrow it is. And yeah. I, it makes sense. Yeah. He's like fighting for five yards. He was like, he he, made, he got five yards and he was ecstatic. He's like, I, I thought I was him. And later in the game, he's just going down. He's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you guys are so unprepared. Nice trash talk. I think that was Jalen Carter, but it's interesting to hear him talk about them because I think oftentimes we don't have the perspective on the greatness that we're watching at the time. I mean, sometimes we do. I think in individual sports, um, y you know, we do. Barry Bonds comes to mind. You know, I mean, you saw that. I mean, that we all knew what was happening at that time. It was greatness watching it. But as it pertains to Oregon or um, Georgia's defense, that might be the best of all time. And I'm not sure we knew it at the time. I don't know that we did. I mean, I, I, I think because we were still so wrapped up in the the mystique and the you know the empire that Saban had built that yeah. we didn't necessarily even really see this coming and then right. they hit us over the head with it, it was really they impressive. did yeah two years in a row so if, just to put it in perspective and that and you know it's kind of cool that Oregon has that defensive coordinator now I mean that was a special yep. defense they had five first round picks as Yates mentioned uh they also had two third round linebackers and a sixth round corner on that 2021 team so this draft they will send Obviously, Jalen Carter. Top five projected. And Keely Ringo in round one. Mm -hmm. Keely is the corner. Could be a Seahawk. I guess uh, the thing about him is he's been um, he's been mentored by uh, Richard Sherman, I guess. Oh, lately. interesting. Okay. Um, but Keely Ringo's, you know, he's, got, he's a first-rounder. So those guys are both first-rounders. So now you have seven first-round picks, two-thirds and a sixth. And then you have Nolan Smith. And he was the guy that made headlines yesterday because he ran the fastest 40 at the Combine for a defensive lineman since 2003. He is not going to be a first-round pick, but he could go in the second or the third. Man. He was on that defense, uh, although this last year he he was hurt a lot of the season. And then Christopher Smith is another guy uh, from that defense who will be a second or third rounder. So if I'm adding this up correctly, and those guys all played in, the, in that first championship game, the 2021 game, mm -hmm. You have seven of the 11 on that defense were first-round picks. Yeah. And the other four were drafted. Third, third, sixth. Third, and... third, sixth, and potentially, 
second, second. third, or fourth. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, have we ever seen a defense like that? I mean, I, I think people talk a little bit about that, like Miami defense that had like Ed Reed and Vince yeah. Wilfork, and uh, but was it that deep though? I don't know because I, I think they also had Jonathan Vilma on there. Like, I think if you look, and maybe we'll do some digging in these in these breaks and see if anyone really had that kind of depth because I, I don't know that you can go all eleven like that. I really don't, but. Man, that's impressive. Well, and we also had to let them play out their NFL careers. True. And then down the road, we may look back and go, "Oh my god!" Because if, if they have a, if all of them have a bunch of NFL success, then think about what we're gonna, how we're gonna feel about that Georgia defense. But hey, you got their defensive coordinator, Oregon. So a nice little get. Um, but it's it's quite possible that was the best defense in college football uh, history. Uh, let's talk about baseball. Do you guys like baseball? I love baseball. Are you a big baseball guy? Yeah. Love baseball. Like how big? I mean, our our is that fa- your number one growing up? That's growing always- up, it was my number one. Okay. It's been replaced by football, but it was absolutely my number one first sports love. My grandparents were Oakland A's season ticket holders, mm. and so uh, I grew up like during summers going to day games with them at the old Oakland Coliseum, mm. um, and and then our family shared giant season tickets with. Uh, four other families so we'd go to like 16 to 20 games a year so yeah big baseball so baseball got its hooks in you early big time and that's usually where most baseball fans come from i think so it's early it's a it's a young it's a childhood thing it was certainly was for me i love baseball is a faster pace good for baseball let's talk about this new pitch clock situation and uh, we'll do that next on the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 